of the most important decisions our children will ever make is the decision of what they will do with Jesus Christ. As a parent, one of the most important prayers we will pray is for our children's salvation. We play an important role in where our children will choose to spend eternity. Join me this week as we talk to our children about eternity. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope your first week of 2022 is off to a good start. Just like how the foundation of our home ensures stability and safety, the foundation of our spiritual lives must be firm as well. That firm foundation begins with believing that the word of God has absolute authority and is absolute truth. If we believe that, asking Jesus to be our Lord and our Savior will come naturally. Until we make those two choices, we are building on shifting sand, and when the wind and waves come, our faith is likely to waver. We will not be able to stand when the tough times come. This week, we will be praying for the salvation of our children. If you know that your child has is a believer in Jesus and has invited them into their lives, please don't skip out on praying for them this week. Firmly knowing that they are on solid ground is imperative to their spiritual well-being. If you want to join us this week, head over to the website, RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org and subscribe to our prayer tribe and make sure you get your free prayer sheet this week. I will leave a link in the show notes. Maybe our children have prayed a prayer, but that does not always mean they've made that choice to follow Jesus. Maybe they did, and that's great, but maybe it was not real for them. I believe one of the worst things we can do as a parent is to convince our children that they are born again simply because they prayed a prayer. The only one who can convince our children of their personal salvation is the Holy Spirit. Chances are, if they are truly born again, their salvation will be evident to them. As a parent, it's critical that you are standing on the firm foundation of salvation yourself. If you're not, I urge you to make sure you believe the Bible to be the authoritative, absolute truth of God, and that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. It is the very foundation of your spiritual parenting and is where you will draw your strength as a parent. I want to encourage you to lead your children to saving faith in Jesus. Don't outsource that opportunity to the church or youth ministry, although many do come to know Jesus that way, and that is perfectly okay. As a parent, you are the one who is poised to be able to do it yourself. There's no greater privilege than praying with your children to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I have a page on the website dedicated to walking you through leading others to salvation. It can be used for your children as well as adults. Please take advantage of that resource. I will leave a link in the show notes that will take you right to that page. So what are the things we should be sharing with our kids about eternity? The first thing is this. Look with me at John 3, 16. It says, for God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. 
Can you imagine loving others so much that you would be willing to sacrifice your very own child so you could have a relationship with that other person? Mm -mm, Me neither. Yet that is what God did for me and he did it for you and he did it for your children. From the beginning, when Adam and Eve chose to sin, God put a plan in motion to redeem mankind back to himself. That plan included you and I and our children. We are all born spiritually dead because of the choices of Adam and Eve. Jesus chose death on the cross so that we can live. God's desire is to restore us back to the relationship Adam and Eve shared with God in the garden. When we receive Jesus as our Savior and Lord of our lives, our relationship is restored with him. We are no longer separated by our sin. We can then begin to build a relationship that is close and personal. Salvation restores us to the same relationship with God that Adam and Eve shared with him before sin. Sharing this truth with your children will open their eyes to the redemptive story of their own personal walk. It's very important that our children understand this next principle about eternity. Romans 3.23 says this, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standards. Every one of us is born spiritually dead, including our children. Because of that, we have all sinned and fall short of God's standards for our lives. We try in many ways to bridge the gap between us and God. We think works and religion and philosophy and living a certain way will get us to God. But it's our sin that separated us. There's nothing we can do to bridge that gap. When Jesus chose to die for us on the cross, he became the bridge between us and God. There's no other way to the Father except through the Son. Jesus paid the price for our sin on the cross and bridged that gap. Talking to your children about their sin and the price that had to be paid for them to get to heaven is a very important concept that they need to understand. Without an understanding of our need for a Savior, there is no salvation. Because of that, the third thing to share with your children is we are helpless to save ourselves. Look with me at Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Utterly helpless. Our condition when Jesus died for us. He didn't wait until we were better or in a healthier place and all polished up. He came while we were thumbing our nose at him and walking in our sin and depravity. Jesus allowed me to walk in my sin and depravity for many years. I knew right from wrong, but rebellion seemed to have no consequences. I was in control. Making my own poor choices felt good to me. I never thought that I was reaping seeds of destruction that in another season would grow to overtake me like weeds left to themselves. Before I knew it, my life was down around my ankles. I was utterly helpless to pull those weeds out by the root and rescue myself. Jesus saw how utterly helpless I was and rescued me. I had to invite him to help me though first. I had to receive the gift he gave long before I planted those seeds and chose to follow him. Then he began setting me free from the tangled web of weaves I had planted many years prior. In our culture today, it's very easy for our children to think there are no consequences to their actions. 
Nothing could be further from the truth. There are always consequences to our actions, whether they're good or bad. God's compassion for each one of us is unfathomable. He loves each one of us so much. He wants to rescue our children from their utter helplessness to save themselves. Jesus has already paid the price. All they need to do is receive the gift he's waiting to give them. No one believes there are consequences to their choices, but the truth is there's a price to pay for the consequences of our sin. Romans 6.23 tells us this, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. We're so busy living in the here and now, we forget that this life is a short blip on the radar compared to eternity. We live our lives here as if this were the only life we were ever to have. Every single one of us live for eternity. Every one of us. It's our choice where we would live it. The Bible is very clear that there are only two places we will go when we die, heaven or hell. God longs for us to choose him and live with him for eternity in heaven. He's patient and not willing that any should perish. Check out 2 Peter 3, 9. He is patiently waiting, but he's not going to wait forever. Eternity is a gift waiting to be open. Where will you spend eternity is the question. This is real and to treat it as anything but real could cost you eternity with Jesus and those we love. We must treat eternity with urgency for both us and for our children. None of us is guaranteed we will see the end of today. Our loved ones are the only thing we can bring with us, but we must first pave the path. It is vital that our children understand that they can make only one of two choices of where they will go when they die. And here's how simple it is to receive God's gift of salvation. Romans 10, 9 and 10 say this, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. I love to be in the driver's seat. I'm a car buff and I love to drive. My dad was a car lover and it was something we enjoyed together. I also love being in the driver's seat of my own life. Let's face it, who doesn't want to be in control? The problem with me hanging out in that position is that I have no clue where I'm going and chances are you don't either. It is like getting in a car and just heading out, not knowing where any roads lead and no GPS. You have heard the stories of people getting lost on deserted roads. That's us in the driver's seat of our lives. Putting Jesus in the passenger seat of our lives is not going to work. We must choose to allow him to be in the driver's seat. He knows the way and how to get us where we're going. He is the one that has a plan for our lives. Not allowing him to lead us is like taking a trip to somewhere you've never been before with no roadmap and no GPS. Chances are you're not going to make it to your destination. Leading our children to Jesus is critical. Teaching them to follow Jesus and allow him to lead their lives is imperative. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Is he in the driver's seat of your life? Are you following him in unconditional obedience? These are the questions we must ask ourselves. As we resolve to answer these questions, God will begin doing a work in the lives of our children and those around us. 
If you would like more information on salvation and how to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there's a page on the website dedicated to just that. There's a link in the show notes that will take you right there. Let me pray for you today. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for my friend. Thank you for this new year, 2022. May we start out on the foot of allowing you to be Savior and Lord of our lives. And then may we lead our children into eternity with you. Lord, thank you for that privilege as a parent. In Jesus' name, amen.